You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. As always, joined by RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, Brandon Lee Gowden from Leading Green Nation, and Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride behind the glass. Gentlemen, it is playoff time. RJ, can you feel it in your bones? Um, I can feel it in my bones, in uh, my tissues, in my muscles, in my fibers, in my ligaments, um, and um, in every sort of uh, living and non-living organism that in, um, lives within me. So, yeah, I can't. BLG, what are you doing this weekend now that your eagles are on a bye? you just sitting back. Do you have a rooting guide in your head? I mean, I'll have one on bleedingyournation.com, and sure, absolutely. Okay. But uh, it is nice to be the one seed in that position and kind of just watch sit back relax and uh, see what all these other peons do in the first round of the playoffs (laughs) the hubris already we're gonna break down every single game and by the way i should mention we are brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the nfl download the DraftKings sportsbook app today use code sbnfl for a special offer when you sign up that is code sbnfl only at DraftKings sportsbook if you are new to the show we will preview every single game before we do, just a quick question I want to throw out at you guys. Mm. My birthday was this week. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm going out to eat tonight. I have a 200-hour gift card to the restaurant that we are going to. My question is, do we just go crazy ham and spend the entire thing, or do we pull back a little bit and try and get two meals out of the gift card? BLG, you're up. I mean, I would go all out. Um, I wouldn't go ham. It's an Italian place, right? Yeah, so you can't really go. I don't know if they have ham there, but um, uh, you should really go all out. And uh, um, stats, did you know that RJ has never had vodka rigatoni? What? I've also yeah. never had. Um, is it penne vodka? Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't um, think you've had a vodka sauce. Is my that's my yeah, understanding. That's, yeah. that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's delicious. You must yeah. do this. Um, I mean, I'm not like opposed to it. I've just never. You know, it's like we've talked before. I've never been in a basement. You know what I mean? Like, I've just never had the opportunity for these things. So, wait. Um, oh, yeah. You, you got to get <laughs> over to the East Coast. What are you doing? Um, I would say stats that um, you should go all out, um, but you should invite people. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't. We are, like, go, we are going with another couple. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, you yeah. know, like, um, I, I was in a similar situation a few years ago. We were actually talking like radio backgrounds and things like this. I think I've told you all before, I won a contest. It was called Rock the Mic um, at ESPN San Antonio. And uh, they had the contest annually, but the prize that I won was a year's worth of Wingstop. Mm. And I didn't know how that was going to be divvied up. Like, would it be like 52 coupons for like a, a single meal or something like that? It was two $300 gift cards mm. um, to Wingstop. So I don't know who like did the math and said like $600 is, is a year's worth of, of Wingstop. Um, but I took a lot of people. So that's that's the, the method I would offer to you, Stats. Take did it last a year? It lasted like four years. Um, so, so uh, 
it was and I've, I've made this joke many times it was super awkward because it was two cards like the first few times i would use each of them you know because they would tell you like oh you're like you know you go wherever oh your your balance is 26 dollars and 83 cents they're like your balance is 272 dollars <laughs> and, and like and they were like who is this guy so uh yeah all right that's a little weird i appreciate the advice as always all right let's dive into these things we have so much to get to and we're gonna start with my Homer flag flying, because the first game of the day is Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers heavy favorites in this one. Nine and a half. Heavy wins. Rain expected, RJ. Do I have anything to fear from Pete Carroll's Seahawks? So, a um, bit of a spoiler for our conversation. There are two teams, I feel, that are playing this weekend that have been waiting an entire year for this weekend, so to speak, for another opportunity at the playoffs. Um, I don't believe that either of these teams are one of, of the two that I'm talking about. So uh, just because the Niners have had such such a run of success and it's it's been kind of weird and wonky and unpredictable, so that kind of gives you a little bit of a house money feel, especially the Brock Purdy of it all. Um, I know we talked about this ahead of the Raiders game where the 49ers flew a little bit close to the sun. It does kind of feel right, like like the there's an there's an inevitable drop off that's going to come. Right? Like this this ride can't last forever. I'm picking the Niners to be very clear. I'm going to take the points, mm. and honestly, the only reason I'm taking the Coward. points is be, is because of the weather. <laughs> um, I mean, the Niners lost an insane weather game earlier this season. I bring mm. it up all the time when they lost to the Bears, and and the Bears are nowhere near as functional as the Seahawks are. I don't really believe in the Seahawks, but man, I just. I, I feel like, and we're about to talk about all the games, but I feel like we all feel pretty chalk about them, right? Like there's there's going to be one thing where we're like, how did that happen? That really happened. And I, I mean, at some point, a seven seed has got to win one of these things, like, right? Like when, when is that day going to come? I mean, do they? Does that have to happen? <laughs> um, I just think you look at the Seahawks resume dating back to, let's say, week 10 right before their bye. It's not really impressive. I mean, they got beat by the Bucks in London, neutral game site. They had their bye. Lose to the Raiders in overtime at home. Um, then they barely beat the Rams when the Rams, uh, I think that's the game that Stafford got hurt in and that Bryce Perkins guy or whatever had to come in, like third string UDFA kind of quarterback came in and they like, kind of had the game close against them. Then they lose three straight to Carolina, San Francisco, the Niners by eight points, and then the Chiefs um, in a not very competitive game. And they close out the season with two wins, but okay, they beat the Mike White Jets at home. Great. Congrats. And then overtime against the Rams last week. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I don't really trust the Seahawks at this point. Um, I think the 49ers are red hot. They're trending in the right direction. I don't – here's the thing. I don't fully know what to make of Brock Brady. I don't think anyone does. I think you're lying if, if anyone, like, fully knows what to make of him at this point. Um, but I just trust the concept of the 49ers more than I do with the Seahawks at this point. The Seahawks are only in the playoffs because Nathaniel Hackett forgot how to use a timeout in week oh, one and attempted on. a 64-yard field goal That's against Seattle. Guy. Like, do we all forget that? The Seahawks are not a good team. And I did an interview with former Seahawks linebacker Lofa Tatupu, and he brought up a good point. He said he thinks the rain favors the 49ers because what happens if it mm -hmm. rains? You're going to have to go to the ground. The Seahawks are going to have to run into the teeth of the best running defense in the league. Meanwhile, the 49ers have put up over 300 rushing yards in two games against Seattle this year. So if it rains and you can't throw the ball, that favors the Niners. And even the other way, the Niners defense is vulnerable deep down the field through the air. If you can't do that because of the weather, the Niners are looking good. To me, the only way the Niners lose this game is is if Brock Purdy just completely lays an egg and turns the ball over left, right, and center. If that doesn't happen, 
I, I think the Niners are going to murder him. I don't know, man. I mean, like, what, what was the last, like, murdering or murder in a playoff game we saw? Like, besides Monday night, right? Like, you know, like, what, when was the last time the we Bills saw, like, beat just... the Patriots 47 to 17 last year? I guess that's true. I mean, I just I guess. I'm just like, I'm, I'm talking it out, right? Like, and that, like, I don't know. I mean, I, this is like, I'm, I'm confident in the Niners, but this is the like confidence level that I feel the most weird about. I don't feel like poor about it, but I feel weird. But I will say this game is for like stability in the division, right? Like who knows what's happening with the Rams and Sean McVay, right? Like you don't know, like we, I think we all expect him to leave, right? As soon as his like tour of whatever he's doing is over and Cliff Kingsbury is already out. Steve Kime is out. Like the Car- mm-hmm. the Cardinals are floundering right now. I mean, it, it was those two teams who met in the playoffs last year with these two kind of in, in their own spots. Obviously the Niners have been in a point of success, but like th- this is for like first place, so to speak in the future in the NFC West. Well, if we're spinning it forward too, I think it's interesting. Like, what if Geno stinks in this first game? And like, it's a weird season then, right? Like, it was a good season relative to expectation for Geno because there were there were no expectations for him really in the Seahawks as a whole. He has this like nice kind of year. You think they're going to resign him, but do you again if he's like terrible in this game? And there's an option potentially out there. Like I think we talked about before, maybe Lamar being available to them and be a trade or whatever. And they have the extra draft capital from the Russell Wilson trade. So I don't know. It's kind of like a, a weird inflection point for them in terms of what they want to do moving forward. Um, if this is just a one and done for them and uh, a one and done where, like you said, stats, they weren't even like the team that like super necessarily deserved to get into that seven seed, like as opposed to maybe like the Lions. But um, but yeah. How many stats? I have a question. I have a question for you, stats. Like on, on that note, what if the Niners win this game? Then, then like the Brock Purdy conversation becomes really loud, right? Like he won a playoff game. I mean, like it's like at some point that is a thing. Like at some point, people will be like, "Can you go back to Trey Lance?" I'm not saying there's like a lot of legitimacy to that, but like that narrative only continues to snowball. Here. No, you're right, but I refuse to spend the playoffs worrying about what if we win. Like I'm just I mean, not well, going to do that. I'm you know? sure. Like, I, this is a good problem, but what is what is the solution to the good problem? I don't have to decide, you know, <laughs> like I don't have to make any decisions if Brock is great. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo made the NFC title game last year and they gave the job to Trey Lance. So it's not like they're afraid to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. That is going to be a thing. But again, it's it's I hate the phrase a good problem to have because I don't think that exists. But it's not a bad thing if you have two quarterbacks that you think you can win with. I'm surprised you're not more bullish on the Niners, RJ. The Seahawks have scored one offensive touchdown in eight quarters against them this year. That doesn't happen by accident. I I don't put a lot of stock into this, Brandon, and I talked about on the mixtape, but like the three games within a year for a Detroit, it's just interesting. It's an interesting wrinkle. Like I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm interested. And I, like I said, I would not feel this way if it weren't for the weather, like weather, there are weird things that can turn NFL games. Weather is one of those things. Yeah, I do agree that actually the weather is not good for the 49ers because if you're the clear favorite by like nine and a half points, you don't want any kind of extra weird variable to enter the picture that could potentially level the playing field. Not saying that will necessarily be the difference, but you don't want any kind of like X factor coming into it. So I actually don't think that works in the 49ers favor. And I think it's overrated that like you can't pass in the rain. I think you can pass in the rain. I think it could sometimes make it easier in terms of like cornerbacks maybe not having their footing having to cover a wide receiver and all of a sudden, you know, maybe you get a blown coverage or someone, you know, trips up or whatever. Um, so yeah, I would actually not like the rain if I was the 49ers, but I don't think it really matters. I just think, I think if you look at the story of these seasons 
and that, that maybe that doesn't always mean anything or everything but from a vibe perspective it just feels fitting that this seahawks season is like okay they kind of had a cute little run but they're gonna lose in the first round we all know that and this 49ers team it's just like hard to see with how good they've been that they would just lose this game like, it's, it's very hard to see that uh first of all on the whole beating a team three times in one year thing since 1970, there have been 23 instances of that, and the team that won the first two has gone 14 and nine. And if you host that third game, you're 13 and five in the game. So it's I can actually name one of the five losses. One of my worst memories as a football fan. So. It's not that hard to do. And also, well, it's, it's one of those weird things, though, that Brandon talked about. Like again, like it's just a weird, interesting. It's a, it's no, a it's cool different. It's not the same yeah. thing that I talked about. The other point I wanted to make is, I don't know, and we can move off of this game after this. There are some coaches that are better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of those coaches. I think he gets in his bag in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen him win a game where his team has thrown eight passing attempts. Like Kyle is a better game planner in the playoffs than the regular season. I think he's going to be ready to go. Do you agree that there are some coaches that elevate in the playoffs, RJ? I don't know. I mean. I think well, you wouldn't really know a lot about that. I mean, <laughs> I I think that like, I, I mean, that's like saying, do you believe like? And there's all sorts of studies like on players like and that they can be clutch and like you know things like that. Like, I mean, I think that good coaches are good. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like, whether it's Week One, the preseason, the NFC Championship game, whatever. But like, let's not act like Kyle Shanahan hasn't been part of teams that have blown big things before. I mean, not not to mention even as the head coach of the 49ers. I mean, so like he's he's he is what he's I don't know the third best coach in the NFL at worst, right? I mean, so like who cares if it's a playoff game or week ten or whatever? Like he's gonna be fine. I didn't want to get this in there. Did you guys see Jalen Ramsey's tweet last night? No, no. Well, because we're talking about the NFC West. Um, I, there's a video I haven't watched it, but the the like verbiage of the tweet says it is what it is. It was what it was. If that's the end, I went out with a bang. Still that. Mm. Now I don't know if that's a, a lyric from something. Um, Cause it kind of sounds like that, but I wonder if Jalen Ramsey is like, you know, threatening, talking about thinking about retiring. It's interesting. Interesting subplot. That, the Rams are going to look a lot different next year. I think than they have looked in recent years. And Ramsey's 28, by the way. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's done, he's done it all right. Similar conversations that people had about Aaron Donald and Sean McVay. It also mean he's done with the Rams. Maybe good call. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, let's move on. Chargers in Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Your favorite coach ever, BLG, Doug Peterson, is getting two and a half points in this game. When will people learn? When is ever like betting against Doug Peterson as an underdog, especially in the playoffs late in the year? Like, When does that work out, typically, for you? It doesn't really work out most often. Uh, so, yeah, I love the points in this situation. Jags as home dogs. Um, at the very least, I think they're going to be bring a fight and make it a close game in Jacksonville. I thought the crowd, underrated crowd uh, last week in that Jags-Titans game, thought that was awesome to see in Jacksonville, um, especially just you think about how much losing they've had, and there would be every reason for fans to kind of tune out and and you know not believe in that team, but um, they've really rallied there, and I think Doug deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, Andrew Wingard, uh, Jags safety slash captain, referred to Doug as a, like a general that they all believe in leading the team. So uh, I think the vibes are, are pretty good in Jacksonville. I worry about Trevor Lawrence because, man, did he leave some plays on the field in that Titans game? Like, that game shouldn't have had to be as close as it was because there's at least one touchdown throw, again, wide open, overthrows him. And 
that reminds me of his former quarterback, once upon a time, Carson Wentz, who would leave a lot of plays on the field. So uh, I, I worry about that part a little bit. Um, but I think overall, I just trust the Jags. And I mean, Chargers, are they really going to go on the road and beat the team that like crushed them earlier this season? Um, this is interesting. This is like two of Brandon's big time narratives meeting one another. Like he's completely just thrown. He's like, um, like Andy with Buzz Lightyear. Like you know, Doug Peterson is his Buzz, and and Trevor, mm-hmm. excuse me, Justin Herbert is his Woody. Just like completely throwing him away into the pile. Um, the Chargers are a better team. I will say this week is an example of how small the Chargers are in terms of like how much people truly care about them nationally. Because if another head coach saw one of his starting wide receivers get hurt because he played him in a meaningless game the way Mike mm. Williams did with Brandon Staley, it would be the only thing that people talked about. But because it's the Chargers, it's like, well, it happened. I mean, like, when, like you know what I mean? Like, they could lose. Like, they could lose this game because Mike Williams may not be totally, like, as available or available at all for them, whatever the case may be, because Brandon Staley played for nothing. Like, that's so stupid. But, um, but you know, Brandon Staley is super smart. He drinks Starbucks at his, his, Starbucks at his press conferences. He reads books. He's a millennial, blah, blah, blah. Um, I believe in Justin Herbert. He, he's the one thing I believe in in this game. Like he's the thing I wow. believe in most in this game. Like if if I pick if I power rank the things I believe in in this game, number More one than would be Doug, Justin Herbert, a Super Bowl winning head coach. Number one would be Justin Herbert. Number two would be Doug Peterson. And I don't know what number three is. Like what if, if, if we all agree, <laughs> if we all agree that those are the top two things in whatever order you want to put them? What is number three? Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, no. I mean Zay Jones having some catches, Evan Ingram, like the crowd. What is number three? Number I three. Guess- I was going to say number three is the Chargers chargering. Number three is that this game is going to (laughs) be Steven Serta says three is the Chargers garbage run defense. No, number three is going to be the Chargers down four with like three minutes left in the game on their own 20 yard line, needing to go all the way down the field and get a touchdown because they've been playing that exact same game for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, you know they're going to blow it. And, I mean, maybe number four (laughs) is Joey Bosa. Um, But, yeah, I I just think it's going to be a tough time for – the Chargers who look this is a win-win for me because I'll either take a Doug Peterson win or a Justin Herbert win so actually I'm f- quite fine with the result how is that not way. a lose-lose then it's a win-win because I, I win either way I will you also say this, lose I, either way I'll be happy I'm not going to be sad you should be sad you can't like the, those emotions don't work that way I, should but be sad. I, I will say this whoever wins this game is winning in the divisional round I very much believe that like I very much believe that if the Chargers win, it's like, okay, Justin Herbert has gone like Super Saiyan, right? Like we see that in the division around, he upsets somebody else, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or I could see the Jaguars having this kind of like, I don't want to call what they're doing fluky, but like we all know that division is trash, right? Like they're a good team, but you know, they're, they are the best team in the AFC South, but that's kind of like the nicest thing I could say about them. But like you could totally see them kind of stumbling in and just having this, this shocker, you know, the way we kind of felt about the Bengals last year before Joe Burrow had fully, fully, fully arrived. Um, so I believe in that. Whoever wins this game is going to win next week. Um, this is one of two road favorites this week. I will take the Chargers. I will lay the points. Mm. I just think that Justin Hurt, like at the end of the day, I'll take the better quarterback. Um, and to your point, Brandon, Trevor Lawrence isn't only not the better quarterback, but he's leaving things on the field. Like that, mm. that's how you lose games, um, not just in the playoffs, but in general. I think that I'll take LA and I'll give the points. Although I do say that there are two coaches in these playoffs that can get fired if they lose, especially if they lose in this round. One is Mike McCarthy, even though I don't think he deserves it. And two is Brandon Staley. Yeah. Sean Payton has openly talked about how he would fix the chargers and everything that they are doing wrong. (laughs) Like I saw him on national television saying that if the chargers lose, I could see them saying, you know what? Sorry, Brandon Staley, your defense hasn't even been that great. Anyway, you're supposed to be a defensive guy. Let's get Sean Payton in here. 
with Justin Herbert and let's lean into our strength. I think that both of those things could happen, but I don't think the Chargers lose in this round. I will take mm-hmm. LA and give the points. I mean, I do think they should go after Peyton, you know, if they can get him. I think, you know, that's worthwhile. Uh, by the way, Steven uh, points out in the chat, pretty bold prediction from RJ. And I was going to ask this too. I was like, who did you have them playing? If you think this either the Jags or Chargers are going to win this game because barring a Dolphins or Ravens upset win, uh, the winner of this game plays the Chiefs next week in Arrowhead. Yeah, bring it. I mean, like, okay. I, I'm telling you, I, I believe – like I believe, I believe in narrative a lot, right? Like, and I believe in the narrative. Like, you could see it, rather. Right? Like, you could see this. The, whoever wins this game, like, you can craft that story. Now, again, the Chiefs are the better team, but I'm I'm willing to go out on that limb right now. I did want to add right now. We'll obviously talk Peyton when we get to McCarthy and the Cowboys and everything stats. But like, it I have really like it is really scummy the way Sean Payton has gone about this whole process. Like, openly, he has been talking about these jobs for years and stats you trashed russell wilson for coming up with his list of teams that he would play quarterback for and obviously that impacted the quarterbacks of those teams at the time i mean like when we're talking about this jaguars team doug peterson didn't do this a year ago right like i wanted doug peterson to coach the Chargers. we did a lot of podcasts about that but he didn't come out and say i want that job doug peterson did it the right way mike mccarthy did it the right way sean you know where sean payton is different than doug peterson or mike mccarthy they're all obviously super bowl winning head coaches he has and i just saw bob Sturm do this he has better pr he is better at playing this game that's all it is and i'm not saying he isn't a great coach but he he knows how to work this and it is really lame that it comes out this week as as brandon staley and mike mccarthy are both prepping for playoff games that, that sean payton's like i don't know man they might fire their head coaches it is the sean payton machine <laughs> working overdrive and a big difference between doug peterson and sean payton and mike mccarthy is that doug peterson won a super bowl without a hall of fame quarterback well we don't know about that we'll see what happens to nick Foles when he retires so Oh, God. The only way Nick Foles is getting in the Hall of Fame is with a ticket. Let's move on to the Sunday games. Dolphins in Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are giving 13 and a half points. It's the Skylar Thompson show, RJ. I would have been... I might have picked the Dolphins if Tua was playing in this game. Like, and, and again, this is the divisional thing. And this, uh, you know, unlike the Niners-Seahawks game, those two games were tight. Right? Like The Dolphins won the first one and the second one in the snow and everything. It's just so hard to see the Dolphins having enough here. right? Like, I mean, like, what, what is the we, – we say all the time, like, can you see a path? What is the path? Like, what, like, I will say the path, like, Josh Allen is a wonderful quarterback, but he is also volatile. He gets no – he, he takes no heat for interceptions that he throws, poorly timed interceptions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's it. Like stats you talked about, like maybe Brock Purdy lays an egg. Josh Allen is capable of letting a team back in the game. He's done it many times this season, and that would be the only way, although you know, even then Miami doesn't have the offensive firepower to kind of put up what would be necessary. Yeah, I think if the Bills don't cover here, it's going to be more about them like kind of beating themselves and messing up than it is the Dolphins like doing anything great. Um so if they can avoid that, I think they will win. They will cover. It's really unfortunate that the Dolphins made it in, especially in this state without Tua. It is, but it is, though, because what are we like? what's really interesting here? What are we going to learn? I thought it would have been really cool to see the Steelers make it and get in. That would have been kind of interesting because I think in part because at that point, it's not even like, you know, you always look at the quarterback matchup or like, you know, Burrow versus Allen or whatever. And in this case, it would not be, you know, Josh Allen versus um uh, Kenny Pickett it's just like Josh Allen versus the Steelers and that has intrigued to me I think that's interesting I want to see how he does going up against that Pittsburgh defense alas it's not the reality 
Um, it's funny because last year at this time, I was lamenting how the Steelers got in over the Chargers because what was the point of that? What was the point of seeing Ben Roethlisberger, who was openly admitting that they had no chance to win versus <laughs> at least seeing Justin Herbert get in? And now right. um, I actually would have liked to see the Steelers get in this year, but they're not. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate and disappointing. So I'm kind of, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but like, you know, what's the Kyler Thompson starting for the Dolphins here? And we'll get to the Ravens game, but Tyler Huntley instead of Lamar, it's just like this is kind of a bummer that like the the underdogs are. It feels like they really don't have a shot. And I remember saying at the beginning of the year, like the AFC playoffs are going to be so fun because no matter who gets in, all the quarterback matchups. Are... <laughs> right? No, no, this is there. I think this is the one playoff game where Josh Allen could kind of self destruct a little bit, and the Bills could still win because it's just Miami just doesn't have it. And what about the bloom being off Mike McDaniel? I mean, he was the genius earlier in the year. He was the brains behind Kyle Shanahan. And all of a sudden, now we're hearing that he could get fired if they lose, at least by one report from Armando Salguero of OutKick. So, I mean, the the feeling on him has completely flipped from earlier in the year. Is it a coincidence that the Dolphins are another team that Sean Payton has had interest in public interest again, like pretty scummy how Sean Payton is planting all these things around here. And like, again, Sean Payton wants his own job. You can do his own things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, man, I mean, just, you know, really, really strange what's happened to the Dolphins this season. I agree with Brandon. It would have been much nicer. Like, at least you have like Mike Tomlin. Like, who is the like, if you consider this like a show or like a, a movie, like who is the character on the Dolphins that like interests you in this game? Like Tyree Kill is a great player, Dylan Wada, but like they're so limited by by the quarterback here. I mean, like it just isn't fun. It, it's just it's whatever. Uh, but I will say, so, so, backup quarterback, some can't. So, you know, sorry, stats. Um, I, the last thing is, I agree with you, right? Like this is this is kind of like this is like this season's wild card round, like kind of a bummer. Like this season has had like really poor like play, and it's been kind of down as far as quality and things like that. But like, there is no guarantee, right? <laughs> that we're gonna get like the powerhouse, like. Chiefs, Chargers, you know, Bengals, Bills in, in the divisional round. Like, what? who is the team that, like, spoils what we all think is going to be the insane divisional round? You get what I'm saying? Like, that is lurking. Like, we, we see that every single year. Uh, yesterday, as we record this, was the 10-year anniversary of the Baltimore Ravens going to Denver and beating Peyton Manning's Broncos. Like, that is always hanging around in this time of year, which is fun, but also terrifying. It's not going to be the Dolphins. <laughs> I know it's not. I'm just saying like that. I wonder who it is. That, and that yeah. was my kind of question about the Seahawks earlier. So are we all taking the bills and we're all giving the points? It's really strange to yep. give 13 and a half points. But yeah, and yeah. I mean, in a playoff okay. game. Gosh. The middle game on Sunday is Giants Vikings in Minnesota. The Vikings are giving three points. I don't know about you, BLG. I feel like this is the upset game. This is the most likely upset game because nobody believes in the Vikings except the Vikings. Yeah, I like the Giants a lot here to win outright. I mean, the Vikings, you know, we know, we all know 11 and 0 in these one score games. Uh, was doing the NFC East mixtape this week with Ed Valentine, former uh, original look ahead uh, member right. with you stats here in the SB Nation NFL show. And just, you know, I was saying with Ed when we were making our picks, is like, I just, the, even if the Vikings play relatively well, they're just due for some bad luck. They absolutely are. You don't go 11 and 0 in one score games. Like that is not, you don't keep, or 12 and 0. You don't keep extending that. At some point, you're going to get a bad bounce. You're going to have something that happens that's a little bit out of your control. And I just think the Giants are a team that can take advantage of that. Uh, the Giants, I trust Stable and that coaching staff. They've found a, a way to maximize the talent there. I think I trust Daniel Jones at this point more than I trust Kirk. I think Daniel Jones, which is crazy that we've reached this point. 
after he was such a turnover machine prior to this year, but he's done a really good job of taking care of the ball. And I trust in that as opposed to, I think Kirk, you know, is, is prone to having that like WTF kind of throw at one point and that could kind of like flip the game. So I, I like the giants here. Um, they're getting healthier, which is a big deal. Um, not like fully healthy, but like, I think they might get a Dory Jackson back. So that's, you know, there's an, actually an option to maybe cover Justin Jefferson on um, the defensive lines, getting a bit healthier. Leonard Williams and Aziz Ozolari, I think have a chance to play. So I think trending things are trending in the right direction for them. And they almost beat the Vikings in Minnesota the last time they were there. Did they? Came down to a, I mean, it came down to a 61 yard field but goal. Did, did they beat them at the end? Not? I'm said I didn't say they beat them. I said like, it, but I'm. Okay, the point so they was, lost. It was like a really close game. Like, they lost I, I one of those one score like games that the Vikings can't continue to win forever. Interesting. So you're taking the Vikings, RJ? I am. I will say um, I agree with you, stats. This is the like if you go by like odds, and obviously the Vikings are three point favorites here. Um, this is the the game that is most like prime for the like the the upset in that literal definition. Um, but like would would it, like would this feel like an upset? I don't. I think to your point, Brandon, it wouldn't. Right? Like nobody thinks the Vikings are legit. Like I so like I kind of hate that categorization. I understand how it is literally fair. Uh, but all these people that spent all year long trashing the Vikings are like, this is the upset watch. No, if you if you think this is an upset, then you think the Vikings should win by that definition. I do think it's interesting. I saw Andrew Siciliano tweet this on Thursday. Over the last four years, what would you guess six seeds are in the wild card round? That's eight games that six seeds have played over the last four years. What do you think the record is of, of six seeds? Six and, and obviously two. the Ravens no, are sorry, six. Two, uh, three and five. What's your guess, yeah. stats? Three and three. Eight seven games. and one over no, the last four years over the last four seven years, and one is seven and one isn't there that wild i mean like that's kind of crazy to think about and so again we have that's why another they call it the wild card <laughs> ah, nice. um, so um i don't know what that says <laughs> I, I, I don't know what what stock i put into that um Earlier, we talked like with the Chargers and Jaguars. It was like, what do you trust the most or whatever? The number one thing on my list is Justin Jefferson. The number two thing might be Brian Dable. Um, I think what like the bottom thing is Kevin O'Connell. I, I still think it's silly that he's not at least mentioned in the coach of the year conversation. No. Dude, he's a first year head coach that won 13 games and won his division. Like, no. like again, you have to at least Brian Dable isn't playing a home game and he gets mentioned in the conversation. It's just silly that it doesn't get talked about. But um I, I trust the I trust Justin Jefferson. I trust the Kirk Cousins, the Justin Jefferson connection. I mean, and I trust that Daniel Jones is still Daniel Jones to some degree. I'm taking the Vikings. It doesn't have to be pretty. They can win 11 one-score games if they want. If they win this game, nobody cares what happens. They just want to get to the division around, and then the next round after that, and the next round after that, I will take the Vikings. I will lay the points. I do think the line is a bit disrespectful, but I will say I'm still a little bit spooked by what happened at Lambeau Field a few weeks ago, but there's no grass here. This is turf, so the Vikings don't have anybody to point fingers at. You mentioned BLG, the Giants, and how they protect the ball. They have the second fewest turnovers in the entire league. Yep. And if you're playing a game where you think the teams are evenly matched, like at least that's the one thing that I trust about the Giants is that they're going to hang on to the damn ball and they're going to throw the kitchen sink at the Vikings, right? Nobody has less pressure on them in these playoffs than the Giants. Even the Seahawks have a little more pressure because it's a division game and Geno's actually played well this year. The Giants, like, if the Giants lose this game 50 to nothing, nobody's going to say boo. So they're going to just, I think they're just going to go nuts, really. Like if I were Minnesota, I feel like all the pressure is on you. God forbid the Giants get an early lead in this game. Then it's going to be like, oh my God, are the Vikings, they really are frauds. Look, we knew like it a, all Like along. a 33 point lead, maybe? They're not playing the Colts this week. <laughs> just saying. I mean, like. like yeah. Dumpster fire. And it's not a playoff game. It's Look, again, this, 
this presentation that the Vikings are the worst team of all time is silly to me. I understand Agreed. if you don't think that they are the I mean, best no one team is saying the they're the worst team of all no time. but like they are treated like they are one of the worst teams in in this playoff field they they're have the an offense plus win team of all time who cares Absolutely. they have an offense that can <laughs> score are. a lot of points like that they, they that matters they're 28th like and they, weighted DVOA. they have the they're best hard, receiver good. in the, who, who, name, name a receiver that you would swap out any vikings any non-jalen regular receiver for name any giants receiver you would swap adam thielen for no of course well or i mean kj osborne like there's none. Um, like who? Like we do we? Yeah. So we we trust like Saquon to carry the ball 36 times and like that I to mean, be enough uh, up against Justin sure. Jefferson? Yeah, because I think the Giants are going to run the hell out of the ball between Daniel Jones and Saquon. They're going to run like crazy. They're going to pass like this could be the the eight pass attempt game like we saw the Niners in 2019. I, I think the Vikings they don't love Kirk Cousins. Like if Kirk throws an early pick in this game, Ooh, I feel like it can kind of go wrong. Um, I, I feel like be. the Giants yeah, are all pulling in the same that. direction, man. What what if the Vikings win this game? Because you guys have are baking this in. I know you're not Congrats. you're not as much nets, but like see, like that's stupid. Like if, if you're, you're three point favorites, like, you should win they, the game. You're literally expected to no, win. No, but the it, game. but you're over here like there's no way they're not gonna win this, whatever. So what if they prove you wrong? Like at, at what point well, do they get talk some semblance of credit? Let's for, not give them the credit before. What if they lose? Then they lost, and that's embarrassing. But what that's if they pathetic. win? Well, that's I terrible. answered the question: What if they lose? You haven't answered. What if they win? Well, I'll talk. I'll give them the props when they win. But we don't need to be talking about them as a great team before it happens. They You're won like, thirteen weeks ago, games. Like, what if they win the Super Bowl? How they about like we get there first? Games. And also, you were asking me that question off of a terrible loss to the Packers. Why are we? Why are we putting them in the Super Bowl conversation? They don't deserve to be there if they're coming off a terrible loss like that. I do agree with RJ that. Like we totally discount all of their wins because some of the advanced numbers don't point to them as a good team, but they do count, which is why I kind of agree with your Kevin O'Connell point. Like as a head coach, all you get graded on wins and losses and that is it. And the Vikings have won and you got to give O'Connell some credit for that. You have to. Why do a podcast? Why like talk about anything? If we're just gonna look at the standings and be like, "This is how things are," and we can't like, analyze it any we're, further we're beyond not, the traditional. That's not metrics. what we're saying. Like, not you're taking like, our point and making it extreme. Wins count. No, but like we're not saying give him a hundred percent credit or give them a hundred percent credit. But but like the credit or the respect they deserve is not zero. And that's what you're saying. You're like they are frauds. They are losers. They deserve absolutely nothing from me. Like that is silly to me. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think Kevin O'Connell should win Coach of the Year. But to say he's not even a part of the conversation. When he is a first-year head coach opposite of the one he's playing against on Sunday, he has more wins. He's hosting this playoff game. His team is a favorite. Like, that's so ridiculous. It's relative to expectation. I think, you know. What was the expectation? The expectation was Aaron Rodgers was going to run away with this thing. I mean, everyone thought they'd probably be at least second in the division, right? The Vikings wanted to interview D'Amico Ryans a second time, and he said no. He wanted no part of this job. And Kevin O'Connell took it, and he's won 13 games and won the division. And the Vikings snubbed Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh wanted to take that job, but they said, we're good. We're going to go with Kevin O'Connell. Again, like the idea that they deserve nothing is, is an overreaction. No one's saying they deserve nothing. I'm not even you saying You are. That. You won't give them no, how any did I say that? No, I was saying they deserve say, nothing. Say, say something nice about their season then. They're a middling <laughs> team. They're an average. They're not like they're a, not they're a not middling like, team. They have yes, won they are. They're absolutely games. a middling team. They won one fewer game than the Eagles this year. Yeah, but they're nowhere near as good by like any kind of that metric. Is, they have they, they also got blown wins. out by the Eagles. They are literally one not any kind of They got blown out by the Eagles. They got blown out by the Cowboys. Who else did they get blown out by? 
the like the, the Packers, Packers or whatever. Like, but like they they clearly don't belong. So, okay, cool. Hang the banner at Lambeau Field for the Packers who missed the playoffs that they blew out the Vikings, and and you can't even brag about that because like you don't think they mean much. You don't think the Vikings are that great. So why does it matter to the Eagles or to the Cowboys or the Packers that they blew out this sucky team? All right, we can move on. <laughs> Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's move on. Ravens, Bengals. Cincy is favored by nine and a half points. This is a game that would have been so much more fun if it was Lamar Jackson in there. Things are weird with the Ravens and Lamar. John Harbaugh's not really given updates, so now Lamar Jackson has to take to Twitter to tweet out his specific injury status and what is happening there. There is some bad juju, but speaking of bad juju, Joe Burrow has struggled against the Ravens in his career, RJ. Are you going to lay nine and a half points? I have been a big supporter of the Ravens. Kyle Barber, I've had your back. I can't anymore. Like, I'm mm. almost willing to believe more in Lamar's future than I am the Ravens' future. Like, it, it is very strange to me mm. that Lamar would have to tweet this, right? Like, look, look the, the Lamar, the week of the playoffs that Lamar would have to, to, to feel that, um, I think it was, and I know you're going to love this, Brandon, I think it was Bill Simmons who who said this first. Um, this Lamar situation, and this this situation hurt me very, very badly, feels very similar to Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs, right? Like, just all of a sudden, like, not playing. Nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything. It's just like, oh, no, it's it's all fine. It's all good. And I, I remember having arguments and discussions. I was living in San Antonio doing radio work there at the time. And everybody's like, no, Pop has got this. Like, they're saving Kawhi for the playoffs, right? Like, they're, they're figuring this out. And it just obviously all fell apart. And so um, and in that situation, I totally side with the team. But, like, there is something, right? Like, like we all agree we're going to get some, like, you know, big story in the offseason that explains, like, some sort of turmoil or dysfunction or brokenness or whatever, distrust, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, I'm not saying I believe a lot um, in, in what Lamar's going to do in the future, but I, I believe that he is very talented, and there's a reason, to your point, I guess, Brandon, um, that things aren't working out there. I want nothing to do with this game. I know Joe Burrow has struggled. I know that whatever, blah, blah, the Bengals are still a great team. I will take them. I will lay the points. It is very simple. Ravens might be able to cover just from it being like a low score game or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't put any trust in them. I, I will take the Bengals to, uh, I will give the points here. The Bengals, I, I believe in Joe Burrow, even though the Baltimore's had his number a little bit. Um, I think he's terrifying, especially when, when he's on, he's just, he's on. And the Lamar thing is so weird. I mean, Every season, really, at the end of the season, it's just been disappointment. Literally every season, 
of his career and like not and obviously you know a lot of players end their season with losses that's just how it goes there can only be one Super Bowl winner but from the playoff struggles consistently when he's been in the playoffs and been really really bad especially as a passer and then the past two years where he wasn't even available for his team like that's a big that's like a big deal that needs to be held against him not to say that like the injuries are you know necessarily his fault but in the totality of things like it's you have to be there for your team availability is part of the, the formula here and he hasn't been and i think that's really disappointing and the vibes are really weird and off and it seems like tyler huntley might be able to play this one not anthony brown but tyler huntley hasn't even been like fully practicing this week so yeah i'll, I'll just take the Bengals and take them with the points or give the points the quest of every nfl team is find a franchise quarterback and that's a tough job but the second part of that is to maintain your relationship with and support that franchise quarterback. And it's stunning to me that the Ravens, who have been one of the best run organizations for a really long time, have seemingly botched this. Mm. Whether it's, I don't know well. whose fault it is, but they haven't gotten the weapons around Lamar Jackson from a football standpoint. And now there is this whole weird situation that is simmering with them at this point. I would be way more surprised if Lamar returned to the Ravens next year than if he was traded, to be honest with you. And in this game, I just, who who are you counting on? If you're a Raven fan, that's going to help you score any points in this game. Like, who is it? Mark Andrews? Like, that's your fastball? I'm sorry. I'll take the Bengals and I'll lay the points. Um, I heard former SB Nationer Danny Kelly on Lindsey Rhodes' podcast bring up stats. What You were the first person I saw stats to point this out. Like, why, why are people counting the practices that Lamar has missed, right? Like, this is a, a very tense situation. You know, like, there, there is some, like, and I don't know if that's team-led or Lamar-led or wherever that is, but, like, it is a very strange thing. Um, the Mark Andrews thing is also kind of like, What's going on here? Like, are, are you one of the elite tight ends? Like, there's Travis Kelsey and then there's everybody else. <laughs> but, like, you you are supposed to be one of the, like, it's supposed to be, like, you and Dallas Goddard and, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, like George Kittle, obviously. But, like, you know, but, like, what where, where have where have you been, Mark Andrews? Um, you had the big performance a few weeks or a long week, long weeks back at this point. Um, I was going to rip through the Ravens' wins this, this year just very quickly. Tell me one that you would feel proud of if you were a Ravens fan. So, in chronological order. They beat the Jets in the season opener. They Go beat the Flacco. Patriots. They beat the Patriots in New England. Um, they did beat the Bengals, and that was on uh, on Sunday Night Football. Everybody saw that, obviously. Uh, so maybe that's the one. Then they lost um, to the to the Giants, and that was embarrassing. But then they won four in a row: the Browns at Tampa, at New Orleans, by, and then against the Carolina Panthers. Their most recent wins: the Denver Broncos, which barely happened, in Pittsburgh, which barely happened, and the Atlanta Falcons. Like, is there a win there that you're like, whoa, like we throw out the term frauds all the time with the Vikings and the Giants. This is kind of fraudulent in my mind. Yeah, the Bengals also didn't have their stuff together earlier in the year. Right, you know, right. They lost to Cooper Rush. Like they did, this didn't look right. Lost to the Steelers early. Like this didn't look like the same team that we've seen more recently. So yeah, you could even say that wasn't great. The Bucks win, and I know the Bucks haven't been great this year, but I thought Lamar actually and the team played pretty well on that one. Oh, that, that was, was like, the a thir- nice game. Thursday night game, right? And yeah, then the, like he held up the sign afterwards, right? They did look pretty good in that one. But yeah, it's it's not uh, maybe few and far between. So we're all taking Cincy? Uh, yep. Wow. Unanimous. All right. Last game to get to. Monday, Cowboys, Buccaneers. Tampa's getting two and a half points despite hosting the game. Dallas PLG. is getting two and a half. You said Tampa. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, Dallas is getting points? No, giving. I'm sorry. Giving points. My bad. Giving. My bad. My right. bad. I'm sorry. I wrote me. it down on my sheet. 
Buccaneers. Right. My apologies. The Cowboys are favorites. <laughs> there we go. As they should be. Tom Brady looked sort of better against the Panthers. RJ, are you counting on that going forward? Um, He looked better. I think he, you know, he looked better. The I, I mean, look, they had the, the great performance lately and Mike Evans went off. Um, they were down 14, nothing early in that game against Carolina. Um, this game is about this game is, is a fork in the road for the Cowboys. I talked about, and I, I missed it earlier um, at the beginning of the show, two teams who I feel like have waited an entire year for this moment, right? Like the moment to kind of return to the playoffs. One of them is the Buffalo bills. The moment they lost that coin toss, it was like, we got to get back. We got to avenge this whole situation, whatever um, different circumstances. Like they're not equal things. Okay. Cowboys, you whined, you complained, you were embarrassing. Um, you know, you went out like soft losers after the 49ers went into your house and beat you. They, they were willing to do the tough things that you weren't. They were willing to be the glass eaters that you sought, you know, in the entire offseason. You pledged to get back. Kudos to you, Mike McCarthy. You did it. You stabilized things. You got it done with Cooper Rush and all that stuff. But now is the time, right? Like, I... I I don't want to hear the like post game press conferences like nope next time we got to be this is the next time like like this this is it and like there are like that's where it's a fork in the road there's all these like narrative things that the Cowboys fans are like obviously rightfully concerned about because this is a team that has like generally disappointed for a quarter century right like everyone has all these scars and emotional triggers at this point it's Tom Brady he's seven zero against the Cowboys it's on the road it's on grass the Cowboys are one and four on grass this year. They're wearing their navy jerseys, their their blue cursed jerseys. Uh-oh. That you know, whatever. They're one in six wearing blue jerseys in the playoffs. Last time they wore blue jerseys in the playoffs, they were royal blue. It was that long ago that they haven't. They didn't even have the navy one integrated into the the sort of you know overall scheme of things. Um, they are the better team, right? Like in spite of all those like narrative things working against them, they are two and a half point favorites on the road against the greatest player of all time. Admittedly, not his prime or peak version of himself. And so you should win like that. You should get this done. You waited an entire year for this. And I don't put a lot of stock into what happened to the Cowboys a week ago. Um, Again, Brandon and I talked about that a lot on the mixtape, call it coping, whatever, but you have been a top five offense. You have been a top five defense. You have one of the top flight quarterbacks in the NFL rank him wherever you want. You have one of the best defensive players in the NFL. You have one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. You have one of the best run games in the NFL. You have a, a premier wide receiver in CD lamb. You have a head coach and an offensive coordinator who are unafraid to be aggressive when moments and situations call for it. There is no reason you should lose this game. Crazy things happen in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. But you have crawled through all of it to get here. So do it. Do it and, and answer the question. And no one will give you the credit for it because, oh, kudos. Congratulations. You won a wild card game. Now let's see you get to the NFC title game. Do it and deal with next week, next week. Stats, when was the last time that the Cowboys won a road game in the playoffs? Stats does know the answer, Jeez, I think. I have no idea, but it's probably been a while since you're well, asking. Stats, me. it's Alvin January. Harper ended it. January 1993 against the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> that was so the, the NFC last... title game. Yeah. yeah, that's the last time they have won a road no, playoff game. Just to wow. just to like contextualize that a little bit, people say that like they haven't played a hundred since then. Like, and again, that that speaks to like they played who a the decent Cowboys amount. Have been. They played what, no, one, I, two, I know. Three, all I'm four, all I'm five, saying six, is like seven, and eight, this or nine. Is, Ten. I, and just for like, if you want all the like emotion, they are uh, playing a road wild card game, right? This is their first road wild card game since the Romo bobble in Seattle. Every mm. time they've been in the playoffs since then, oh, they've either been Why the one seed. That up? Well, I mean, because oh. it's been that long. I mean, like, right, and, but- and that that speaks to like that doesn't speak to anything. But like, every time they've been in the playoffs since 2007, they have they have won the division. They they have not been in as a wild card team since 2006. 
But can you win one road playoff game in 30 years? What? I mean, 30 years. <laughs> like, I, I agree with you all. Like, I don't, I don't, do you, do you want to sit here for 10 minutes and like take laps and, and talk about how pathetic the Cowboys have been for 30 years? Like, a, like sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I got yeah, time. No, but like, that's the thing. And I, I do think the current, and this happens because they're the Cowboys, but like the current regime pays for the sins of the past. Right. And the grass thing that like has been in my Twitter mentions all week mm. is actually a sin of the past. Jason Garrett was the person who brought that up on Sunday Night Football, and ever since he said it, every Cowboys. You want to give some more context there? Because I don't think the listeners necessarily know what you're referring to. The field at Raymond James Stadium is grass; it's not artificial turf, and so the Cowboys are one and four in games played on grass this season. Some Mm. NFL teams find it to be a big deal. The Minnesota Vikings had a lot to say about it when they lost um, at Lambeau Field a few weeks back. Obviously, we talked about that last week. (laughs) Um, But and and the Cowboys in preparation for that game did talk about that from like a preparation standpoint where your long cleats, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Micah Parsons has technically not had as much success as much sacks, whatever on grass fields. Um, so that has been when you're a, a, a beaten and battered fan of a team like the Dallas Cowboys, you're used to this, right? Like you're used to them disappointing you. So you're, you're kind of like, what, what is the reason? Where, where am I going to get emotionally damaged here? So like, yeah, people are assigning that to the the grass or the blue jerseys or whatever the case may be. Uh, the Tom Brady of it all. I, I don't know. I mean, they should win this game. There's there's no reason why they shouldn't, but they have they should have won a lot of playoff games over the past. And they have found ways to not do that. The difference is that, you know, it's Mike McCarthy. It's somebody who has stabilized them through chaos. They have never had somebody in the last 30 years who has understood that the way McCarthy has. That doesn't mean McCarthy is like the greatest of all time at that, but he is better in these things we have seen than Jason Garrett, than Wade Phillips, whatever the case may be. How did they lose last year in the playoffs? I mean, I'm not saying I just said he's not perfect. And again, like this is what happens. No, like people say, like, t- oh well, no, no, when no. was the last time they won the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, when was the last time they won a road playoff game? Like uh, they have sucked in the past. They have blown leads. They have fallen apart. They have been soft. They have complained afterwards and blamed other things. That they, they have told us and and played like they are different this season in the here and now. But you told me Mike McCarthy stabilizes things and. They lost last year because they didn't know that you have to hand the ball to the official. You can't spot it yourself at the end of Look, the game. Like again, stats that happened a year ago. Then, then like they went four and one without Dak Prescott. They had to play without Tyron Smith. Like I, I, I mean, they were embarrassing a year ago. I mean, but like, are you gonna uh, uh, analyze them and assess them off of how they played in the wild card round last year or what they've done this season? Well, I mean, that'll be extremely relevant again if it's another disappointing exit, which. I mean, RJ, you've dominated the segment, which is fair. I mean, to some extent, it's the Cowboys. It's your team. But uh, I didn't actually get to make my pick. I'll now make my pick where I'll actually take the Cowboys to win this game. Although I just, I think it's interesting that, you know, you look at the history of that. You look at the grass thing. You look at the Tom Brady being 7-0. and It doesn't mean, like, anything. I think it means more than nothing. But I don't think it means nearly any, everything. I think it could mean something in that, like, the Bucks. Uh, okay, we, we can have some confidence in ourselves. We, we, hey, we always win. We, Tom Brady, Tom always beats the Cowboys. Like, we have a chance. We can do this. Like, you know, we're, we're, we have a below 500 record, but like, we have a chance in this game, um, which is kind of sad that they have to be at that point. Um, but, you know, I, I think there could be something to a confidence building and maybe seeing a confidence losing from the Cowboys side, having lost in week 18 and having this, you know, monkey on your back. Um, you know, that could maybe enter your head at some point. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the Bucks just don't have enough, and I think the Cowboys' defensive line specifically is going to give that Bucks offensive line a lot of problems. And I think Parsons will have a big game, which he needs because again, we talked about this on the mixtape, uh, RJ, that he really hasn't had that in a bit. So I think he'll come through here, and the Cowboys will win and cover. 
and potentially head to Philly for an NFC Championship game. That's what I'm. No, you've got to head to Philly for a division round oh, sorry, matchup. Division That's round. what I'm hoping well, for. Um, yeah, if Minnesota wins, I need Minnesota to win, and I need the Cowboys to win, and then the Cowboys go to Philly, and that would be wonderful. Um, uh, just for context, Micah had two sacks in the opener against Tom Brady, and obviously Dallas lost nineteen to three. Just so everyone's aware. I get all the stuff you brought up, RJ, about the uniforms and all that. The Cowboys are the better team by a lot, like by a lot. And I think they are going to show it in this one. I don't think the Bucs are. I just don't think the Bucs are very good. The Cowboys have the much better roster. The only thing I will say is that the Cowboys better make sure that they are up by more than one score late in this game. Because if it is a one-score game, I don't care how good the Cowboys defense is playing or Micah or whatever, ball in Brady's hands at the end of the game needing one score, I'm taking him. I'm sure. The dude just he just does it all the time. So if you're the Cowboys, your mission in this game is to get up by two scores. Because yeah, make otherwise it you're in trouble. Yes, make I, it boring. I, I make I them quit, you. honestly. Because I think you can, like, more than other teams. I know that sounds obvious. Like, how do you win? Get up by a lot of points. Yeah, but I think <laughs> especially with this Bucks team, with Brady potentially having, like, one foot out the door and kind of just being, like, done there, I think yep. if you get up big, again, I said this to you, RJ, on the mixtape, I don't I don't think it's, like, the Falcons come back in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's, like, you know, we have to win this game. Like, I think it – not that he just full-on quits, but I think that team kind of just loses steam and they kind of just – they just falter at that point. Um. This says more about Tom Brady than it does anything else, to be very clear here. Um, but we talked about this on our roundtable at Blog on the Boys this week. Since 2010, I also tweeted this, every team who has beaten Tom Brady in the playoffs, obviously a lot have failed at that, um, has finished no or, or has, has finished no short or no shorter than the conference championship game. Now, to be clear, Tom Brady wins a lot of wild card games, right? So, like, if you beat him, like, you're, you're generally getting or, like, advancing to the title game in the process of beating him. Uh, a lot of these teams obviously beat him in the Super Bowl um, or the title game to get to the Super Bowl. And not every single one of them won the Super Bowl or, or, or made it. But at, at the very least, every single team since 2010 that has beaten a Tom Brady-led team in the playoffs has gotten to at least the conference championship game. Last year, the Rams did it with the quarterback who led the league in interceptions. That's what a lot of people have talked about, obviously, this week uh, with Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. Now, um, I do expect Dak to play very well. I mean, again, I don't like I don't I wouldn't put it in, in the like perception of like the Cowboys were saving plays last week. I don't think they took themselves very seriously. I think that showed. Um, but I mean, they utilized play action three times. That's not who they are. I mean, I, I do believe huh. that they were. They were playing for for next week in or this week in Tampa, and and they looked ugly in the process of it all. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to our locks of the week at Same Game Parlay because we haven't done that yet. They are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, locks of the week. All three of us hit last week. BLG, RJ, stats. Check, check, check. We're on a roll, baby. You are the regular season champ, BLG, at 12 and 6, RJ, 8, 8, and 2, me, 7, 9, and 2. Wildcard wow. weekend, we gave our picks, but what is the one game you are most confident in, BLG? I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen to my pick, obviously, when you look at my record versus everyone else. I'm going to take <laughs> the Cowboys and lock them in. This is kind of a, uh, you know, 
a hedge uh, is the theme of what I'm going with here. Obviously, I would not be devastated by any means if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, then I extend my lead. And I just do think it's honestly, the, the line might be a little bit disrespectful to the Cowboys. It's two and a half. Like, I, again, the Cowboys say what you will on paper they're clearly the better team than the bucks yep. i know they've never beaten brady and whatever but i just think um you have to like the way things are working in their favor on paper but of course that's why the games are played but i'll take the cowboys uh two and a half you know if they win they're probably going to cover so it, it kind of just comes down to that mm, i think that's well said that did open at three so it's not like that moved dramatically um over the course of the week um i am taking a team that is three point favorites i have come all of this way believing in and supporting the Minnesota Vikings. And I will take it all the way. I do believe they're the better team. I do agree that, or I, I think I agree with your thought on the Cowboys that this line is disrespectful. This is just a standard. You're the home team. So you get three points. I, I think the Vikings are better than that uh, with regards to the New York Giants. Um, I will take the Minnesota Vikings. I will lay the three points. Justin Jefferson's going to catch two touchdowns and have at least 150 yards receiving. And we're going head to head, RJ, because I'm taking the wow. Giants. I just I feel like they have nothing to lose. The pressure is on the Vikings. And if there's one thing we can count on, as much as we want to bang on the Cowboys for losing some playoff games, the Minnesota Vikings know how to lose some playoff <laughs> games, man. They have as much of a tortured history as anybody else in the league. It would be the most Vikings thing ever to go through the season, win all these one-score games, get to the playoffs, and then lose to a Giants team that nobody even thought would be in the playoffs. Plus, I'm getting points. We know it's going to be a close game because that's all Minnesota ever plays. So the Giants don't even have mm -hmm. to actually win the game for me to win the bet. Right. So as mm. bad as my picks have been, and they have been bad, I'm going to go with the Giants plus three for my lock of the week. All right. I'm undefeated in lockoffs, by the way, Stats. So um <laughs> I mean, undefeated is undefeated. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get to our same game parlay. As good as we were with the locks last week, oh. we were terrible with the same game parlay. We whiffed all three of us. Loss, loss, loss in Titans Jags. Uh, BLG is 7 and 11 on the year. I am 6 and 12. RJ is 4 and 14. Mr. Gouton, you are up again, sir. Well, Mr. Gowton's my father. You can just call me Brandon. But um, yeah, uh, I'm going to take Justin Herbert. At least one interception thrown in this game. One plus interception. Wow. Fraud. Again, I have to well, I have to go with the hedge angle here. And I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to say specifically Rayshon Jenkins uh, picks him off from the Jags. I like how he plays. He has a lot of swagger. Picked off the Cowboys twice uh, not too long ago, as RJ knows. About a month ago now. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he makes a mistake in this one. I was looking back at the, you know, the Raiders game um, that we all talk about week uh, 18 of the 2021 season the final game and he mostly played well in that game but he did have a pick i think there's something to maybe he just has a, a big pick in this spot or at least one pick uh in the spot and you know really this is an interesting game in terms of you know herbert gets all the attention social media quarterback uh some would say and you know i think doug is the opposite of that i don't think doug gets a lot of credit he's not the trendy guy he's almost the opposite of that shout out to my good friend seamus clancy who kind of was making that point um kind of interesting perspective of the twitter perception of it all uh i will take the herbert one plus interception this jags defense is gonna have to come to play and i think they will he makes a mistake and there we go I feel like it's all on him, too. And you know he's going to make some tight window throws, so there'll be some chances there. I'm going to go uh, with a jag. Travis Etienne, anytime touchdown score, minus 135 in the game. The Jags are going to score some points, and I feel like he's the guy that they're going to want to get involved and operate with. I've seen Doug Peterson and how he uses running backs. 
I just think that either on the air or on the ground, at some point he's going to find his way into the end zone because that's going to be a reliable option for Trevor Lawrence. So I'll take ETN anytime touchdown score minus 135. Stats, you mentioned all of our individual records when it comes to the same game parlay, but you did not mention our team record. We are 0-17. We that wasn't an skunked. accident, RJ. 0-18, uh, we were right? In, in the 0-18, actually. <laughs> That's what we were skunked. In the, we're the only 0-18 team uh, associated Ugh. with the NFL. Uh, so um, that is a tough scene. But this is the week it all changes. I'm, I'm trying to stay <laughs> as, as grounded as possible. I'm trying to take the most likely possible things. I just want to get a win on the board. We are the Indianapolis Colts of this particular exercise. We will hang a banner. If we literally hit one same game parlay, uh, I am taking Austin Eckler rushing yards over 54 and a half at plus 110, especially if Justin Herbert does throw an interception. Couldn't you see like, okay, now we got to chill. We got to go back. Let's run the ball. Let's get on the ground. Austin Eckler, one of the better players in this game. Um, So please get it done so that we can stop feeling sad about ourselves. We can't be like it's statistically harder to to do this right than to do it by accident. I mean, come on. That's the fame factor of sadness quote. Um, It's statistically harder to be this consistently bad than it Mm -hmm. is to sometimes accidentally, occasionally be good. Mm -hmm. And yet we have found a way somehow. So there you go. Those are the same game parlay picks and good luck to us. And if not, we'll be back for the divisional round trying to do it again. Subscribe, rate, review the SB Nation NFL show. Leave us a five-star review if you do. We will happily read it on the show. If you make fun of RJ or BLG, I'll definitely read it on the show too. RJ, good luck to your team. Good luck to my team, BLG. See you in the divisional round. All right, come with me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.